Gimme more Genji. Are we live? <laughs> I think so. Yep, we're all live. <laughs> oh my god, beach is freaking happening. The Genji is starting a podcast, and now I get to share my crazy life with all of you beautiful humans. And honestly, hopefully, you learn something along the way. <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> but this idea of starting a podcast has been a long time coming. I've honestly just been a little bitch and have kept putting it to the side and letting my limiting beliefs get the best of me. And I finally woke up one day and was like, enough is enough. You're doing the damn thing. That's not exactly what happened, but that's definitely a small portion of it. I actually went on a social media detox for three days and before I dive into my experience, like if you've never even gone one day without checking social media please do yourself the favor and just freaking try it like the the benefits just what I learned through my own experience and how I felt afterwards like I want everybody to experience that because we have let these social media apps just overtake our brain and it's so staring us in the wrong way but yeah so this social media detox um I did it for three days and I didn't check any of my social media apps besides YouTube and Netflix. And I know that's not like a full social media detox, but you know, baby steps. And I did it to the best of like what I needed, like what best suited my needs. So also with this detox, I decided not to delete any of my apps because <laughs> I really like to challenge my willpower. And I can full honestly tell you, I only checked Instagram one time and I was I was out somewhere I was talking to someone and I needed to show them a message and I started bringing it up and I was like wait 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 and I closed it out right away so I did mess up a little bit but you know for overall I did pretty pretty well but this detox was definitely a little difficult at first but towards the end I felt so refreshed and honestly I didn't really care to go back on I mean there was definitely a little part of me that was curious and wanted to check um because I'm just naturally a very curious person but overall like my mind felt so clear which is something I've been trying to obtain for quite some time and during my time off like not only did I have this like huge revelation about like where I wanted to go what I wanted to do next with my life but it also like helped me open my eyes to the dangers of how social media has changed the way we think and operate like we have let these things almost like kind of control us in a sense I mean of course there's like good to all evil there's everything's duality but you got to like train yourself to make sure you're using it in the right ways so for example I realized Every time I would go to like switch activities, I would naturally check social media. Um, but I made the connection that like that's why it takes me forever to complete anything. And just like that little switch in activities, like if I didn't check my phone would have maybe been like three to five minutes. But with me checking my phone, I would end up mindlessly scrolling for like 30 to 45 minutes. And by the time, like I would have already, I would have started something else then. And then by the time I realized I needed to get back on my like old tasks that I was doing, I wouldn't have wanted to do it. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Another thing I realized is that a lot of my thoughts are constantly, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed for this one, but a lot of my thoughts are constantly wondering about like what 
so-and-so is doing because I've been just so conditioned to seeing everyone's stories. But like, what? <laughs> Who cares? But I've honestly, like, I'll sometimes wonder, like, I wonder where Becky got her new workout gear or, like, what Sally Lou is doing on this, like, fine Friday evening. Like, ugh. But I came to the conclusion that I haven't fully also been living in the present. I haven't fully been grateful for my current life that I've worked so hard to achieve. Yet I've been kind of wondering why I haven't been leveling up. And, you know, I feel like I'm not the only one who does this. And I'm a little embarrassed to admit it. But, like, I know we all mindlessly scroll so much. I honestly, I love doing it. I'm not going to lie. But it's not adding any benefit to my life which is why I really wanted to take this like detox but okay continuing on I truly was realizing during my detox like how addicting they have created these apps to be these companies have mastered the psychology behind dopamine and just to get like a little definition in there I went on psychology today and it says that dopamine is known as the feel-good transmitter a chemical that varies information between neurons the brain releases it when we eat food that we crave and while we have sex contributing to feelings of pleasure and satisfaction as part of the reward system this important neurochemical boosts mood, motivation, and attention and helps regulate movement, learning, and emotional responses. So if we think about these apps, they have mastered the ways of us receiving rewards, which keeps our brains wanting more, which keeps us glued onto these apps for a longer time. Think about the way we refresh Instagram. If we pull down on it, it's almost like we're pulling down on the slot machine. It's pretty freaking wild if you dive into it, but that's where I'm going to stick with that on that. If you want to continue on, you go for it. Oh, going back to my detox, something else that I came to realize during my detox was the need to constantly share our lives with others, like to boast our highlights, you know, to give our ego a nice little stroke, to prove our social status in the world. For example, my social media detox was on a weekend and I got to attend the weekend's birthday party. And yes, I'm referring to the guy we love having sex to. At least I do. Having that in the background is just chef's kiss. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I went to his birthday party. There was a lot of celebrities there. I enjoyed a nice spicy margarita, a nice espresso martini. Personally, those are my two top tier cocktails. I was loving life. I was hanging out with the girls from my agency. Oh, and not to mention, the party was located in a restaurant I've been wanting to go to. Now, granted, I didn't eat there, but I did go inside, which is just definitely a step closer. Am I right? <laughs> the restaurant I'm referring to is Delilah's, and it's located inside the wind. It like kind of is like a great Gatsby vibe. But what I'm trying to get to is that there was a big part of me that obviously wanted to share that online so that like others could see what I was up to. But I realized like, it was so special for me just to truly take in the night, like take my own regular pictures and videos and keep it as my own memories because I personally, I love taking photos and videos of everything and going back like years later. But now you best believe that once my detox was over though, I definitely posted something like, this is what my weekend looked like, you know, followed with some pictures and videos of that night so I'm not saying don't be posting any of this stuff but I think it might be special especially for myself like certain moments certain times I won't be so eager to get every little second of the night to want to post to show 
I'll probably just, you know, take my own pictures and live more in the moment and make sure I'm actually truly enjoying the moment for what it is and where life has brought me at that, you know, specific moment. But once my detox was over, I noticed I had a lot more natural energy. I was more productive. I could easily get into a natural deep focus. I personally have ADD really bad and my mind is constantly running from like idea to idea and it's just it's always going at a million miles per second and I kind of have always wondered the thought like with me being on the more addicted side of social media has it made me you know a little worse when it comes to my attention deficit I don't even like calling it a disorder because I honestly I love it Uh, sometimes it can be a little annoying how fast my ideas bounce but I truly love living inside my head but that's we'll talk about that later on but I've kind of always wondered like has me being so addicted to social media kind of made it worse and truly I think it has I really have (laughs) because you have to also think like we're so it's crazy how many lives we can keep up with in a given day that's so many extra thoughts that we don't need to be thinking of like our we can truly only handle so much and I just think that adds like a whole nother pressure but that's just the way I think so I also feel like I need to mention I know this doesn't affect everyone to this extreme but I have watched enough like YouTube videos about the dangers of social media and how it affects us as humans in our day-to-day lives and stuff so I know I'm not the only one but I definitely realized like I would be on the more addictive side if we were looking at a scale so like I get it moving forward I have decided for myself that I will be for sure taking at least one full day from checking all social medias once a week and then during the day really putting away my phone turning on that do not disturb like mm -mm. but so with all of this I kind of I really want to challenge you if you've never done a social media detox like freaking try it whether it's just even one day start with a couple do whatever best you think would suit you and if you do this please tell me your experience I just think it's so so cool because I feel like we have truly just made these apps such a subconscious habit and it is crazy how how it affects us again I know I'm more on the addictive side but I don't know I kind of that's why I'm like kind of curious if it has I want to know other people's experience and the effects it has on them just to kind of like correlate with myself so okay (laughs) getting into the episode so like I said earlier we're starting this damn podcast I am so freaking excited to do this I I'm just so 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 excited but before we can really even jump in it's a lot going to be about my life and to kick off this first episode I first need to catch you up to who I am today where it all started the experiences I've gone through that have helped me shape me to who I am and kind of give you a little insight into the upbringing of the Jinji. <laughs> so I was born in Cincinnati Ohio my real father left me and my mom at six months his biggest mistake (laughs) but we forgive him my mom really stepped up to the plate and raised me all by herself she taught me to be very very independent at a young age I remember her dating a couple guys but none of them lasted for too too long until Frank walked into my mom's life and that is when my life 
changed. My mom decided to make the dumbest decision and marry the guy after I told her not to marry him. But I mean, I was only five years old. What the hell do I know about relationships at that age? Today, she probably wishes she listened to me, but that's okay. I'm honestly, I'm really glad that it happened because I wouldn't be here today. And like I said, they finally got married. I was, I think, five at the time. I really don't remember much. However, we did move state to state because my stepdad, you know, he turned into my stepdad, um, kept getting better paying jobs. And it was also my mom's dream to end up in California. And my stepdad was going to make it happen. By age 12, I had lived in five different states, seven different houses, but you know what? We finally made it to Southern California, and by this time, I honestly was just hoping we were going to stay in one place longer than six months, and I was also hoping that my mom and my stepdad would figure out, you know, whether we're healthy or not for them to stay together. (laughs) My childhood overall was pretty good. I was definitely on the spoiled side, which made me love being an only child. However, I was living with a mom who was bedridden for my later developing years, and uh, my stepdad was a bipolar manipulative narcissist who had a secret sex life. So... (laughs) I cannot wait to describe my upbringing, but I'm just trying to give you some context right now. I also want to add the reason why I'm telling you all this is because these events shaped my early adult years. It's the reason why I have started to study people. It's the reason why I live the way I do. It created the traumas that I've had to go back and address to rewrite my narrative moving forward. So back to where I was. My, as you can probably imagine, my parents' relationship was not healthy whatsoever. Definitely not the best relationship to be influenced while growing up. Once I got to high school, um, my mom was bedridden, so she missed a lot of those years. And I feel like those are very important years. And also... A stepdad who I had no idea what mood he would be in in that given day. I honestly just kept to myself a lot of the time. In high school, I was a cheerleader. I hated cheering at sports, but I loved the competition side. Personally, I've always loved being on stage. Since I was a little girl, I've always gotten in positions to be on a stage, whether it was the school talent shows, to being in dance, to getting picked from the audience to come up on stage. It's where I have felt most alive. Cheer, though, ended with high school because I was so over it and I wasn't as good as I needed to be if I wanted to continue. But truthfully, I didn't really see a life with cheer in my future anyways. So after high school, I decided to just go to community college after not taking the SATs or ACTs. I did, however, get into the most prestigious culinary arts school. Shout out to my stepdad. It's my flex. <laughs> Truthfully, it's because of his connections. So, I mean, I that's what I learned is all about the connections that you have. Um, what's the saying that they say? It's your it's your network, not your net worth. That is where I learned that. Um, but I did visit there and I literally cried my eyes out because I didn't want to be in the back cooking. I wanted to be where the people were because I've always been just a very, very social person. So that's why I decided just to go to the community college because I was also 
you know, a little screwed for not taking the SATs and ACTs, but whatever. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. I mean, like, how are we supposed to know at that age? Like, we've had no life experience. However, it was what my stepdad ingrained in my head. A college was for the people that will go far in life. So I decided to go to community college. And that's where I decided to study communication studies. I personally always felt kind of judged going into that field because it was kind of always labeled the easy degree. And at the time, I didn't think I was that smart. However, looking back now, I'm really, really glad that I decided to choose that career. During my time at community college, I only went to school to go to class and then to go home. I was at a very weird time in my life. I truly believe that the transition between high school and college is a very interesting growth period. My mom finally decided to get a divorce from my crazy stepdad. (laughs) Thank goodness. Um, I knew it was going to be really hard. I knew how scared she was. I mean, She was married for 13 years and didn't work one time. She was having to completely restart her life, and I was literally just starting my adult life. We made it work, but this is when my life made, like, another huge pivotal turn to, like, a whole different direction, um, which I would later understand. I wasn't happy during this time. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was going. I was so upset with myself because I didn't know who I truly wanted to be. And I didn't know the career path I wanted to take. So that's when I decided to enter my first bikini bodybuilding competition. I needed something to strive for. I knew there was a better way of living. I wanted to change a lot about myself. I also needed a distraction about what was going on in my personal life. So I took the extreme and decided to compete in my first bodybuilding competition. I joined a team. I got the coaches. I did everything I was told to do. My ego was at an all-time high. I slowly started changing my habits, changing the way I thought, and started listening to more people who were more experienced than me. But this was just a start. After what seemed to be the longest (laughs) three months of my life, I competed in my first NPC bikini competition. I did very well, and I wanted to keep going, but I had to make the decision to put it on pause because I wanted to go to the other extreme. I was about to turn 21, and partying was the only thing on my mind. I was ready to rage it up, join a sorority, because I officially got accepted to Cal State Long Beach. I was so excited to finally have the opportunity to live the full college experience we see in the movies. And that's exactly what I did. I went to school. I joined a sorority. I partied a lot. I barely slept. I had the highest highs and the lowest lows. I went through a roller coaster of emotions. I honestly, I don't know how I graduated, but I made it happen. After all the craziness, I was ready to go back down the other direction, go back to the opposite extreme. So that's when I decided to get back into bodybuilding competitions and get myself into a relationship for all the wrong reasons. During my time at CSULB, I met Sparkles, my kryptonites. The boy that had full control over my emotions, which created the highest highs and the lowest lows. I always say you have three soulmates in life. However, not everybody gets to experience due 
like all three of them due to many variables. The first one though is like your first love, the naive relationship, the fairy tale relationship. The second one's like your shadow work relationship, the one that you know is so fucking toxic for you, but there's just something that just keeps you going back for like one last taste. You almost like crave the psychological mind games. And then you have the third one, which is like your true love, the person that comes out of nowhere, the one you weren't looking for, but the one who like doesn't fit any of the descriptions of the previous guys, like the one you, you're like, oh, I get why it hasn't worked out with the last ones. Well, at CSULB, Sparkles was my second relationship and <laughs> very, very toxic. And I cannot wait to share all that with you. But like I said, I got into a relationship for all the wrong reasons. He was everything Sparkles wasn't, which is what I thought I needed. But you know what? Hey, he did bodybuilding competitions. So at least we did share one similar interest. In the next two and a half years, I moved in with my boyfriend, which was a first for me. And uh, wow, (laughs) what an interesting experience that was. Let's just say you learn a lot about someone once you live together. I competed in three NPC bikini competitions, got top 10 on my first national show. I learned a lot about the scams in the fitness industry. I met one of my closest friends to this day. Learned how unhealthy the lifestyle was, both physically and mentally. Learned a lot about supplements and food. And then realized this was not the life I wanted to continue living. There was no long-term benefit for me staying in the fitness industry. It wasn't what aligned with me. And that's when I decided not to settle and made another huge pivotal turning point in my life. I hung up the heels. I let go of the people I needed to. I was not going to settle because things were very comfortable. When I decided to move on, boy was I lost. I was changing everything. I was going from living with someone to now completely living alone. This was going to be also my first time ever living alone, which if you've done it or you do it now, you know how tough it is because you literally take care of yourself. You're splitting nothing. The only thing I could think about at that time was how am I going to pay for everything by myself? I was literally paying maybe $800 between like rent and all the bills to now just having to pay $1,400 in rent alone. (laughs) Let me tell you, I was so scared, but there was this little voice in my head that kept saying like, I will figure it out. During this time, I went down the other extreme and started partying a lot again. I met my best friend at the time who showed me a whole different side of life. This is definitely the time where I made the craziest memories and got into situations I luckily laugh at now. This was the time that I also really kickstarted my spiritual journey. From partying so much and living this wild lifestyle, I felt super alone and empty. I wasn't happy with where I was. I wasn't having deep connections. Truthfully, I was having very just surface level relationships. I wanted something different. I was over my job and I knew if I didn't set an end date, I would be trapped there forever. I was a waitress at a restaurant and if you've worked in that industry, you know how hard it is to get out. So I put in my two weeks and April 30th was going to be my last day. Here's the catch though. Do you think that I had anything lined up? Absolutely not. I just knew I wanted to go in a different direction. I needed change. 
April 30th came faster than I anticipated, and still, I had nothing lined up. I was okay with that because I had saved money up. I slowly watched the money leave my bank account while watching nothing come in. I started to panic. All the marketing jobs I was applying to weren't calling me back. I didn't have the experience they were looking for, and I didn't study marketing in college, which didn't help. I started to put a lot onto credit cards. Credit cards that already had transactions that weren't paid off yet. I started to isolate myself more and more. I never left my house. I had no money to spend, and I was now paying $1,600 a month alone just in rent. I finally hit rock bottom, the lowest point I have ever felt. To this day, I can still feel the way I felt during this time. I really wanted to just throw up my white flag. After two long months, I finally joined a startup marketing agency. I finally felt I had found someone who thought similar to me and that could see my potential, um, see my eagerness to learn. I was so alone during this time and these people were very welcoming and it was a little refresher because they didn't know my past, my wild side. I should mention the majority of these people were very Christian and I've never been religious so I was truly fascinated to understand their thoughts surrounding different subjects. During this period of my time, I was a total sponge, absorbing so much new information ranging from all things marketing to relationships to religion. I definitely fully immersed myself within their culture. I started to take on their thoughts and their beliefs as my own. Honestly, for a second during this period, I actually thought my wild side was done. It was gone. I finally got it all out of my system. <laughs> I don't know why I even tried so hard to believe that because let's be real, like I have always been a very free spirited that has a wild side that will never leave me. I started to get this feeling again. Something just wasn't right. The experience I was having just wasn't serving me anymore. I realized that this isn't what I wanted for my future. I wasn't fully being me. I also started seeing the true colors of these people I was surrounded by, which it just didn't align with me. And with a nice talk with the universe, she granted my wishes and I got fired on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I still remember to this day calling my mom on the drive home crying because yes, I was sad about the whole situation, but I literally asked the universe to give this to me and she gave it to me. It was the first time I fully realized, ask and you shall receive. Again, <laughs> I had nothing lined up, but I knew I would figure it out. Oh, I have to mention, I was super broke during this time. My monthly income was only $2,000. And if you remember, my rent alone was $1,600. So I was still living off credit cards. <laughs> go me. Shortly after being let go, though, OnlyFans came onto my horizon. And I created my page in March of 2020. I can't explain it, but I knew it was the next move for me. I had a feeling inside of me telling me it was the right move. I was so scared and nervous, but I also couldn't stop thinking about it and all the ideas were just flooding to me nonstop. Luckily, I had someone to really help me push my boundaries and be there as I worked through a lot of limiting beliefs. I truly believe this was the start of me fully aligning with my higher self, becoming authentically me. I have so many stories and learning lessons from this season of my life, but I'll save it for a full episode. 
trust me, <laughs> this will not be one that you will want to miss out on. When starting my OnlyFans, it was also the start of COVID, which led all of us to having to quarantine. During this time, I personally feel people either took it as an opportunity for growth or let the fear keep them hidden. I personally took the opportunity to make huge growth, and that's exactly what I did. I learned to hustle for myself, how to implement all of my previous skills and knowledge, to learn new skills, and continue on my spiritual journey. For the past two years, I have been living the full entrepreneur lifestyle, working for myself, for the most part, learning how to create more income streams. I have learned so much about business, worked with other creative individuals, and have been able to start living my life on my terms doing what I want to do. I've been able to expand my mind when it comes to financial literacy and have been able to see more money come into my life than I've ever seen before. I have been able to finally breathe for the first time. I've been able to become a better version for myself. I've been able to finally be happy with where I'm at in life. I can honestly say I'm really proud of myself. With each chapter that I've completed, I have lived it to the fullest by having the biggest ups and bigger downs, observed other people's behaviors to understand the complexity of the human consciousness, and have made the wildest of memories with people that will always have a special place in my heart. Each episode that follows, I will be diving into each chapter where I will reveal vulnerable stories, the life lessons I've learned, and pass everything I've learned to you in hopes to help you grow. With this podcast, I hope to bring you insight, open your mind to new ways of thinking, of course entertain you, help you get a step closer to aligning with the highest version of you, and most importantly, to continuously keep growing together. That's all I have for this episode. I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me. I already so excited for the next time we get to hang out. Um, if you liked my first episode, I would appreciate you leaving me a five star review. I think that's what helps boost podcasts. I'm really not even sure, but I'll figure that one out. <laughs> okay, so my Instagram is at the Genji underscore. And honestly, there's a link in bio and you can find all my other social medias if you care to follow. Oh my gosh, this was so much fun. I just, I'm truly, I'm so freaking excited to start this. I'm so, I have such a fun direction and I hope everybody enjoys it as much as I know I'm going to enjoy it. And you know what? Even just one person, one person I'm going to be so freaking happy for. So yeah, so until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day. Yeah. <laughs>